Hello, welcome to another episode of Unpacking Neuroqueerness. This is your host, George Muniz Guns. Today is going to be another short episode. Um, I promise the next couple episodes will be interview episodes. Um, today, though, I just wanted to talk about recovering from arguments because it's a big thing with um, for neurodivergent, neurodistinct, autistic ADHDers because um, our brains take a lot usually you know I don't speak for everyone but usually we take a lot more time to process the intense emotions and reflections that come after an argument um, as I mentioned before in a previous episode a lot of autistic and ADHD folks as well, and then of course folks that are autistic and um, ADHD, a lot of us have both of them. Um, we have rejection-sensitive dysphoria. And so, that one and one of the symptoms of rejection-sensitive dysphoria is being extremely attuned to what exactly was said in a conversation that you just had with somebody or that you know you when even when you're in a conversation with somebody particularly if it's a neurotypical person it, you're trying to communicate and so there's already naturally going to be a communication um, misread in many instances and you're trying to communicate, but you don't know if you're communicating right or if the person is telling you directly one reason so hard to communicate with neurotypical sometimes is they, you don't know, like they might be not being direct with you all the time. They might be, you know, trying to infer things through their spa facial expressions, but not really directly telling you what they mean and if they really truly understand what you're saying, or if they're just so-called trying to be polite or whatnot. So it's like already, it's like so much work to try to read neurotypicals and then we don't even know at the end of the interaction if we actually read them correctly. So we're constantly replaying the conversations in our head and wondering, you know, oh, was it, did, did this person mean this when, when they said this, did this person um, mean it that way? Like, was, were, there, were they trying to show me something with this facial expression? Did I come across a certain way? Did, and it's more towards myself, really. It's more like we get really paranoid about ourselves. Like, oh my God, did we, like, did I, um, did I give her the impression that I was upset? Did did she think that I was kind of, you know, you know, making fun of her? Did she think was she confused? Did, did I make some kind of weird expression? Did I say this in the wrong way? And I'm literally replaying like everything that was said. And at least in my case, and I know it's like this for a lot of other neurodistinct people, but you know, I'm I replay this conversation that I just had over and over, and I find myself still thinking about the same conversation 
like 30 minutes after it's ended because and that's how it is for a lot of neurodistinct brains um we we get in these patterns so this is what leads me to the main topic of this episode is why it's so hard for us to recover from arguments so as you can imagine with as someone with a brain that is already so like hyper focused on every single moment of every interaction and then replaying these interactions in our head when not even like when they when they end well imagine what it is like for us to recover from an argument it is extremely draining and a lot of times for a lot of neurodivergent people it can lead to a period of shutdown afterwards where you need to literally just spend a, a significant amount of time not doing anything besides very mundane menial stuff just sometimes not even really getting out of bed because you're so drained by the emotional toll that it has taken that it has taken um to have that argument and then if you're replaying like to every every minute fraction of 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 like ex of um interaction of moment in that argument you are replaying in your head and, and maybe this sounds dramatic for certain people but at least in my experience with my own flavor of neurodistinctness with my own flavor of autism and now i'm suspecting potentially adhd as well um undiagnosed ADHD um but my own flavor of neurodistinctness it is it's a big thing like I I have I have a really hard time recovering from arguments I get very obsessed on like everything about the argument and it's not only that but I feel bad about even if the argument was really not my fault I catch myself feeling really bad um like forgetting agitated in certain parts of the argument or oh I get that you know trauma response of that also comes from the rejection sensitive dysphoria from being misunderstood so many times in life that I'm I'm automatically catching myself oh was I you know was I just the was it all like my fault was I misunderstood or like I you know I always catch myself even when it, it's not like that I catch myself and my cat Maze just wanted to make an appearance on the podcast. Then I catch myself, um, you know, pondering like, oh, I guess maybe was it my fault? And so it takes a while. And I think it's really for me. I mean, it depends on the argument, who it was with, 
and what happened afterwards was there a conversation or did it end kind of abruptly depending on that it'll vary but i would say on average you know this will take me at least like a day or two to fully recover and that meaning getting to a point where i'm really not thinking about that argument um so much anymore you know and it, it'll take like for the usually for me depending on the argument too could be longer even but like usually for the first day at least for the solid first 24 hours after the argument i will be in a state that i am thinking of it quite frequently um i'm still processing that argument and i'm thinking about it a lot and i'm having the feelings did I, you know, understand this correctly? Did I express this correctly? Um, was it my fault? Did I, you know, was I too harsh? Was I the one that just didn't understand? And that, you know, again, comes from the trauma of being, of having communication issues with neurotypical society from an early age and being considered disordered and being considered in the wrong and then you know therefore we always wonder if it was our fault just because we're kind of innate conditioned to think that way because society follows neuronormative neurotypical communication standards as the expected appropriate way of communicating rather than neurodistinct communication standards which are considered disordered and in um in the main paradigm that we live in today um but um anyways that is a long bumpy explanation as to why we um have we have such a hard time recovering from arguments uh i hope this i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope it was useful i hope you got a lot out of it um, I promise my next few episodes I already have recorded and I should hopefully be releasing soon are great conversations about neurodistinctness, um, particularly with a more of a focus on ADHD with two uh, members of my family that I saw recently on a family reunion trip and we got great content, great episodes, great conversations um, out of that. So um, uh, stay tuned for that, which should be out soon. And uh, yeah, I'll see you next time.